0: Welcome back. Oh my goodness, we missed you guys last week. Um, I am your host, Brianna Shellnut, and I'm joined by the amazing Nessa Goss. Hello. Hey, Nessa, we missed you last week.
1: Yes, <laughs> we, I missed well, I was here, but I wasn't. Right, right. <laughs> um, a lot
0: of a lot of our listeners actually noticed your absence, so I thought that was very sweet. That is sweet because
1: no one said it to me. <laughs>
0: they said it to me. They said it to me. They came up and said it to me. They're like, "Where was Nessa this episode?" Uh-huh. And so we missed you. Um, we had a little bit of technical difficulties, but yes. you're back. The important are-
1: people. Did not get affected. So that's all that matters. <laughs> <laughs> yes,
0: our, our, our amazing guests, yes. Caroline and Rashad Verme, were um were here with us last week. If you if you didn't get a chance to go um, listen to our episodes about the LGBTQIA um, community, definitely yes. go back, take a listen. It was awesome. It was truly a labor of love. We really enjoyed having um, the Verme's with us. That will not be the last time you hear from them for on sure. this podcast for sure. They were awesome. They're amazing. But as you guys know, we took a break last week. Mm -hmm. Um, We both were doing a little bit of moving around, traveling. As you guys know, I'm deep into my third trimester. (laughs) And you were deep into Chicago.
1: Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Yes. Celebrating our girl, turning one.
0: Yes. And just doing all the things. So, but we're back. Yes, and yeah. we are happy to be back. It's going to be good. Um, we have a bunch of new episodes and new topics that we're excited to explore very soon. Mm-hmm. Um, just be patient with us, you guys. I know that sometimes it's a little jarring to take a break and then be on right. and be off. But we try to be as consistent as possible because, yes. as you know, here on Bible Reading Podcast, we are trying to inspire you to read your Bible every day day, zero excuse. And even though we the podcast does not come out every single day, we hope to inspire you to read your word every day because you need it
1: yes for sure. so, <laughs>
0: with all that being said um today uh um since we had two extra long episodes back mm-hmm. to back um last last week we're, we're going to keep it short and keep it simple and we're yes. just going to dive into the word and um this may be a little bit shorter but it's not going to be any less powerful
1: yes
0: so we're excited but before we go Before we get into it, Nessa, how was your 4th of July? It was
1: good. We spent some time with friends, another Mm -hmm. family that has some young kids, and it was just fun to get together and hang out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The day felt like Saturday, so it's wednesday and then you're like wait yeah it's it's, my week's messed up no for sure it's It's very
0: it's very confusing (laughs) i don't love that
1: yes
0: (laughs) i don't mind a holiday being during the week as long as you get the day before off but a lot of people did not get that day before off so you had monday and you had to go to work and then you have a random tuesday that you're off and then you know like the rest of the week
1: and even monday like everyone in Matt's office was gone pretty much. Right, so he was right. like the only one. Exactly. And <laughs> so he's like, it's a little lonely. And I was like, I wish I could like come up there and
0: Right. Listen. And I know we're we're sounding like <laughs> the most privileged people on the earth right. because I know plenty of people have to work this holiday or, you know, like they right. don't get it off at all. Right. right, right. But um, yeah, it is a little weird having a holiday in the middle of the week but that's okay um my fourth was okay uh we i I spent time with my family um and hazel napped the entire fourth of july nice so um (laughs) nothing nothing crazy but hey i had a hot dog i saw a firework explode once (laughs) when we went to go visit robbie's family like it was so i mean it was fun
1: we usually have fireworks right in our neighborhood so we don't necessarily have to go anywhere mm-hmm. and having a baby you kind of don't go anywhere right but i normally love fourth of july because i love for fireworks so until she's a little bit older yes. we probably won't just go out and see fireworks because i don't want to do that to a two-year-old one-year-old that's not worth it <laughs> but <laughs> just for my sake right
0: exactly um what's funny is that like and you guys know that Nessa and I don't disagree on much, but Nessa loves fireworks. Yes. I am not a firework person. <laughs> I think they're noisy. I think that they are they, very noisy. I think they're noisy. I think people abuse the right to have fireworks. That <laughs> and is true also. <laughs> it tends to go on for more than just the one day and yeah. the one night. It yeah. tends to go on for like a week. And sometimes the week the week before Fourth of July. Mm-hmm. And I just don't understand that. And it's not just Fourth of July fireworks. Oh yeah. It's it's New Year's. Yeah, it's you know like the Memorial Day for any any of them. I'm just kinda like, Okay, y'all, put it away and put the guns away.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were hearing like guns going off yeah. Sunday night.
0: Yeah. And it's
1: <laughs> I was like, it's ten thirty PM. Who's shooting right
0: now? <laughs> yep. And I had this opinion before having kids. And yeah. now I have children and I'm just like, Lord, if y'all don't turn them fireworks off. <laughs> well
1: for <laughs> at me a it's more time. of like nostalgia. Like yeah. growing up in America, Fourth of July is obviously like the most american holiday it is yes because it's, it's <laughs> literally like, its watching birthday <laughs> the sandlot and the fireworks eating hot dogs a baseball like i don't know that's just american and i just love it <laughs> 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 i don't think i've ever gone to a baseball game for fourth of july but i don't know it's just nostalgia the thought of it is what I like. Yes. But maybe I don't actually like it. Maybe it's just not. Who knows?
0: Maybe I can win you over to my side yeah, <laughs> one maybe. of these days.
1: But also having friends to share it with. Yes. That make the
0: yes, that so. was one of the things we talked about that it's it's different when you have friends yeah. who do the cookout and do the pool and yeah. you know, have the sprinklers and the sparklers yeah. and stuff like that and they have a bunch of kids and yes. the kids get excited yeah. over it. But mm-hmm. when it's just you.
1: Yeah, last year was depressing <laughs> because like we arwen was like two weeks old yeah she needed to go to sleep or she was crying at me i don't know yeah, yeah yeah it was, and always I something. was like i just want to sleep fireworks and then our neighbor actually started doing them so matt was like i'll hold the baby you can go and watch them and then Marlon jr were, were with us and mm-hmm. they were like well we'll hold arwen for so matt, for, for
0: our listeners who don't know um, yeah. Marlon jr are or matt's parents, matt's parents. for
1: parents. a week so yeah she was two weeks old and so then he came outside, and we just looked at them for like ten minutes. <laughs> See,
0: you can do it. Um, one day we will address how things change so much when you have children, and holidays being one of those things. For like sure. it's it's definitely an adjustment. But yes. that was our Fourth of July. We are
1: happy to be back. Hope ha- you guys had a good one.
0: Hope you guys all had a good one. Um, this is a this is a nice little fresh episode. One hundred percent fresh. Yes. Um, so we're excited. All right, let's get into it. Let's do it. So today we are reading Galatians 5. For those of you who follow along um, with your Bibles, we're reading Galatians 5. We're going to read that whole chapter. Um, We're going to read through uh, verse 1 all the way down to 13. So there's a lot to unpack. There's a lot of good little bits of wisdom in there. Mm -hmm. And we're just going to discuss it. Yep. All righty. Freedom in Christ.
1: Freedom in Christ. on. Mm. Just pass Freedom for yes. America. <laughs> on freedom
0: for America, because that's what we do here at the Bible Room Podcast. <laughs> it's America's freedom. Yes, <laughs> we talk about freedom in Christ. So I hope y'all are ready. All right. So Christ has truly set us free. Now make sure that you stay free and don't get tied up again in slavery to the law. Listen, I, Paul, tell you this. If you are counting on circumcision to make you right with God, then a Christ will be of no benefit to you. I'll say it again. If you are trying to find favor with God by being circumcised, you must obey every regulation in the whole law of Moses. For if you are trying to make yourselves right with God by keeping the law, you have been cut off from Christ. You have fallen away from God's grace. But we who live by the Spirit eagerly, eagerly wait to receive by faith the righteousness God has promised to us. For when we place our faith in Jesus Christ, there is no benefit in being circumcised or being uncircumcised. What is important is faith expressing itself in love. You were running the race so well. Who has Held you back from following the truth. It certainly isn't God, for He is the one who called you to freedom. This false teaching is like a little yeast that spreads through the whole batch of dough. I am trusting the Lord to keep you from believing false teachings. God will judge that person, whoever he is, who has been confusing you. Dear brothers and sisters, if I were still preaching that you must be circumcised, as some say I do, why am I still being persecuted? If I were no longer preaching salvation through the cross of Christ, no one would be offended. I just wish that those troublemakers who want to mutilate you by circumcision would mutilate themselves. For you have been called to live in freedom, my brothers and sisters, but don't use your freedom to satisfy your sinful Nature, instead, use your freedom to serve one another in love. For the whole law can be summed up in one command love your neighbor as yourself. But if you are always biting and devouring one another, watch out, beware of destroying one another.
1: Mm. Good,
0: so good. All right, Nessa, what you think?
1: For me, the first verse just immediately sticks out. So, Christ has truly set us free. Now, make sure that you stay free and don't get tied up again in slavery to the law. and that's just crazy because it doesn't necessarily talk about sin even. Mm-hmm. It's saying like as a person who gets saved, it's so easy to feel like we can do, we can like, you know, do so many things to keep our salvation or as in like keeping the law, mm-hmm. you know, um, doing enough works, doing enough this, being the best person, being, reading your Bible all the time, every day, mm-hmm. even though we should, you know, but yeah. You know, it's just so interesting to say to make sure that you don't get tied up against labor to the law. Mm -hmm. And that just intrigues me because I think that speaks to our nature where we need something to kind of tell us what to do, Mm -hmm. even though we're rebellious. Yes. Even in our rebellion, we'll still try to find, like, what to do. You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Like, it's just so interesting to me. Like So
0: I think... The term you're looking for and what a lot of Christians discuss and what I see online all the time
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, is legalism. Yes. They're talking about legalism. Now, we've already kind of done an episode. Um, we had a guest, Ryan Powell, with us. And yes. we talked about um, the role between the law and grace within you know, Christianity and believers. So we've talked about that, but what this passage is kind of talking about is legalism, I think, which is something that a lot of Christians end up struggling with, especially when you get more into, you know, reformed Calvinism and, you know, stuff like that and of other faiths where, okay, what's something that could be the law for someone else? Like, Mm -hmm. Oh, women should only wear, should only wear um, skirts or, you know, women should have head coverings and, or Can't wear makeup, or can't, can't wear makeup, cut can't cut their hair, or you know, like things like that. Yeah, um, that that, and I'm I know I just use women examples, but right. there are plenty of other examples of legalism that don't just apply to women, obviously, right? Um, or that or men should behave this way or that way, or you should have a conviction about this or this. Um, Just things like that. Those are the examples of legalism that I'm talking about. Um, And so I feel like a lot of Christians do get stuck sometimes or feel like their salvation is tied to following every single rule, whether they were explicitly stated by the Bible or not. Sometimes they are just rules that we've created or that humanity has created versus rules that God has actually stated. And so I like that the Bible also says um, uses uh, circumcision yes. as an example for um, counting on it to make you right with God. Um, to understand the context better, back then in, um, in the, for the Jewish law, you, you had to be circumcised. Um, if you were going to belong in the tribe of Israel, you had to be circumcised. It was just something that they did. It was a law. It was a tradition. And it was culture. So for the Jews to say some, for Paul to say to them that, okay, if you're just counting on being circumcised and following that law to get you right with God or to make you saved or to make you set apart, you've missed it. You've completely missed the grace of God. You've completely missed the entire message and the entire reason that Jesus came and died for us. Right. And so I like that the Bible isn't saying that we need to do away with the law and isn't saying that we need to do away with the rules or keep um, God's commandments, but it is saying that we should not be a slave to the law. We should not be expecting the law to save us because that's not what the law is there for. The law is there to establish God's clear and specific expectations and and instructions. All over the Bible, all over the New Testament, all over the Old Testament, God has clearly laid out instructions and commandments that he expects to be followed. I like that the Bible... um, references the Mosaic Law.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, the law of Moses. And that's why they said, I'll say it again. If you are trying to find favor with God by being circumcised, you must obey every regulation in the whole law of Moses. Right. So we talked a little bit about the law of Moses in our last podcast. Um, we, we kind of talked about, okay, these are the laws that uh, in Leviticus that God gave to Moses, that he wanted to instruct to the people. So it's not just the 10 commandments, right? We're talking about the 10 commandments, but it's also all those other laws that Moses had given the people. So yeah. Which we're referencing Leviticus here. So I like that he said that, okay, if you're hoping on circumcision, then you might as well follow every single law. Right. God already knew it was impossible for us to follow every single law. He already yes. knew we'd mess up. He already knew that we would make the mistake. And that's why he sent Jesus. And by the grace of God and by the grace of Jesus and his sacrifice and his mercy, that is why we are able to live in freedom in Christ. Mm-hmm. So I like that also what jumped out at me is that we who they specify we in chapter five, but we who live by the spirit. So, um, in our next episode, we're going to talk about what living by the spirit means and what that entails, but we who live by the spirit eagerly wait to receive by faith the righteousness God has promised to us. Yes. So, Because when we put our faith in Jesus, there is no benefit in being circumcised or being uncircumcised. What is important is faith expressing itself in love. Yes. Let's talk about that sentence. What is important is faith expressing itself in love. Mm -hmm. What does that say to you?
1: Well, for me, the first half of that verse where it says we're waiting eagerly for Mm -hmm. the righteousness that comes by the spirit that tells me that it's a revelation that god gives oh that's so good i can't like force someone to see Mm -hmm. what i think might be right or whatever or what i know to be true Mm -hmm. which is the word of god and if i'm talking with someone that obviously doesn't believe that yeah I cannot get that person to believe that only yeah. the Holy Spirit can I'm my job is to plant seeds everywhere I go mm-hmm. I don't need to worry about what ground it goes on yeah I just have to plant the seeds mm-hmm. someone waters it yes you know whether it's good ground or not like that doesn't matter mm-hmm. because what matters is that seed yeah and it's either gonna bloom or it's not mm-hmm. that's not my job to know yeah and so like with that verse is where. are that tells me that we should be good ground though. Yes. Because we're sure. eagerly waiting. We're eagerly yes. seeking the righteousness for that righteousness. Comes from the Spirit. yeah. And it's a revelation. Mm-hmm. And are you seeking that mm-hmm. every day? Yeah. You know, what's God speaking to you? That's why Pastor Mark always asks me, What's God speaking to you? Mm-hmm. And usually I'm just like, Ugh. Right.
0: <laughs> oh not my sure. goodness, why do you
1: always ask me that? Yeah, not <laughs> but sure. But it's an important <laughs> question. It because is. Because it should be reminding me to eagerly seek the righteousness. Mm-hmm expressing itself in love, that means that righteousness that comes from the Holy Spirit is love.
0: Yes, it is. And
1: righteousness isn't this ooey gooey, I love everyone Mm -hmm. and I accept everyone. No, love is righteousness. Righteousness is Jesus. Jesus is the truth and the light. And the only, that's that's it.
0: (laughs) Yep, and that's the only way. So I like also when they say, um, like, you receive by faith the righteousness. So by faith, we believe I can be made righteous and that I have been made righteous through Jesus Christ. I was not righteous at the beginning. I was not, you know, perfect at the beginning, but through Jesus and through Christ Jesus alone, I am made righteous. So you hear it explained all the time um, to children, you know, oh, when God sees you, he doesn't see you or your sin. He sees Jesus. Mm -hmm. So Jesus has taken your place. He's taken his robes and put it on you. You have his righteousness and he has yours. And so that is a biblical concept that you just kind of have to have in your heart that you just have to know. Like, it's not by my works alone, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: even though works are important and the law is important. Once again, we cannot overemphasize that enough like the law is important and the law is meant to be followed however God knows in his grace and in his mercy that we cannot keep every law because we're human and we sin and we fall down and um, just like we were saying last week a righteous man gets up seven times you know Mm -hmm. um, and continues to do right but it is by the righteousness and our faith that we have in Jesus that we can be made righteous again Right, and so um I like also, of course, when it says you were running the race so well, who has held you back from following the truth? Um, it certainly isn't God, for he is the one who called you to freedom. God cannot lie. Yeah. God cannot lie. Whatever God says, speaks is true and um, is the truth. And so I like that it says, like, who's held you back? Yeah what holds you back from following the truth? Mm -hmm. Is it this wrong theology? Is it the world? Is it culture? Is it, you know, is it other voices you'd rather listen to than God's? Um, Who's holding you back from that truth, from the truth of, okay, you do need to follow the law, but you've been saved by Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ alone. Right. And only through his sacrifice and his work on the cross are you saved. That is the truth. That is the ab- um, abject truth. Yep. And so I also like that the um, for all you bread lovers out there, mm-hmm. um, the Bible says this false teaching is like a little yeast that spreads through the whole batch of dough. So that's pretty much saying that False teaching goes a long way. Yeah, Even if you think, okay, I just disagree a little bit with this or I disagree a little bit with that. It's like, okay, plenty of people have plenty of different convictions. Once again, talking about legalism, what might be a conviction for you may not be a conviction for someone else. Um, someone may not feel the need to only wear pants you know, as a woman, or may not feel the need to, you know, bear women from every single aspect of ministry in the world. You know, so and once again, I'm just picking on women because women get picked on the most and when it comes, women, and so. we're women. So, <laughs> so that's what we think, right? So that's yes, exactly. That's our experience, yes. <laughs> um, but um, for others, it may not be that way, and that's not necessarily wrong. Now, there are definitely things that Christians cannot compromise on, yes. and we'll talk about that in the next episode, what living by the Spirit means and is defined by, because yes. the Bible is clear on what is defined by living by the Spirit and keeping the law. That's, that is clear. However, once again, someone's convictions may not be the same as your own, but that does not negate the fact that, okay, the law does exist and that we are saved by not our works, but by the righteousness of Jesus But false teaching is something different. Mm -hmm. False teaching is when someone is clearly misusing misrepresenting and not speaking the truth or the gospel as according to the scripture and as according to God's word Mm -hmm. and it says that God will judge that person whoever he is who has been confusing you um the Bible does is clear that pastors and preachers are judged a lot more harshly than regular Joes like you and me because you're teaching teaching. and so it's very important to be mindful of who you're listening to, what podcast you listen to, even with this one, you know, like we hope that you guys go back and read the Bible for yourself, read the verses that we're reading, test every spirit because the Bible does say to do that, you know, like be mindful of what you're inputting in. And we say it all the time on this podcast, but um, even when it comes to Christian things and the music you listen to, um, worship the worship music you listen to and the preachers you'll see on YouTube or something that come up. And even when you go to church on Sundays, who's speaking from the pulpit? It. you have to be mindful of false teachings and false teachers because it's important. God will judge the person, whoever's been confusing you. But also, you have to be the judge yourself as well and um, and have a good sense of discernment on what you're listening to mm-hmm. and to test every spirit and to go into your Bible, read it for yourself, ask the Holy Spirit for discernment for what you are reading, and then go back and live it. Right. Um.
1: I also like that we're reminded that this life is a race. Mm-hmm. And when it's it's talking about who is holding you back, there's times when we get tired of the race. You know, I look to my mom who's 65 years old. She's been running that race for 65 years, 66 this month. Wow. Um. So she's tired. I've seen her get tired. And, you know, she has the wherewithal to take a step back and be like, reevaluate. Where I'm, where I'm at. What mm-hmm. am I doing? What's been filling my cup lately? Yeah. And thinking of Pastor Gene and June, their eighties in their eighties. They've been running this race. I'm sure there's been times where they've been held back, maybe a false teaching, and they've had to be corrected. You know. Mm-hmm. And so it's just a reminder that that's okay. That happens, but you need to be in the Word so you can recognize or have people in your life to tell you, I'm seeing this. Yeah. You're. So you're kind of slowing down. Yeah, Not yeah. that, you know, you should be running, 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 running all the time. And it's really hard and you're always exhausted or whatever. Right. You know, but there's there's a way to live this life because God wouldn't call it to call us to it mm-hmm. if there wasn't. Yeah. So it's the Holy Spirit. Yes. You know, he and we'll get into it in the next episode. But he is there to help us. He is yeah. our helper. When Jesus left this earth, he said, I'm sending a helper. Yes. So please, if you have not been baptized with the Holy Spirit, not that speaking in tongues means you're going to hell or not. Mm-hmm. That's not the case. But it's a help. And yes. If you need an extra boost to help, reach out. Yes. We want to, you know, it's just he's the helper.
0: For sure he is. And I can't wait to talk about him more. And um, we haven't really we haven't really discussed the Holy Spirit as much as we could. I think we discussed him a little bit or in earlier episodes. Yeah. But, um, yeah, we'll get into it. It's going to be good. Um, The last verse, of course, says for you have been called to live in freedom, my brothers and sisters, but don't use your freedom to satisfy your sinful nature. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. don't use your freedom to satisfy your sinful nature. Instead, use your freedom to serve one another in love for the whole law can be summed up in this one command. Love your neighbor as yourself. But if you're always biting and devouring one another, watch out. Beware of destroying one another. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about it. Now, before we can get to. Love your neighbor as yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Let's talk about that sin nature. Yeah. Now, I like that the Bible says you've been called to live in freedom. So, yes, we don't want to be slaves to the law. That's the first thing we learned. Right. We don't want to be slaves to the law where we feel like, oh, my gosh, I have to follow every single rule. It's all up to me. If I don't follow every single rule, I'm going to hell. Right. That is not the grace and mercy of Jesus or the message of Jesus. The law is there to express God's intentions, instructions, and his character and what he expects from us. However, we do not have to be slaves to the law because Jesus came and paid for our sin. Yes. So the law isn't something that we should be struggling to uphold because we have the Holy Spirit, we have Jesus, we have the Helper. As you continue to serve God, your convictions grow stronger, sin becomes less tempting, and you're not meant to be struggling right. so hard. Right. And I think that's what the Bible's saying. Like God calls us to freedom. He calls us to live in freedom, not in bondage. So
1: yeah, if you are struggling. It's kind of like, what are you really wanting? Mm. Do you want to be living a righteous life? Yeah. Or are you still kind of wanting to have your foot in the world? Exactly. And have your cake and eat it, too. Yeah, Yeah. you can't do that.
0: (laughs) Can't have both. No, if there is a struggle there, Mm -hmm. it's because there's some part of your flesh, there's some part of your sin nature you have not given up to God yes. and that you have not, you know, um, surrendered to God fully. So that would be something to think about if you feel like you're constantly in the struggle of, oh my goodness, why can't I do right? Why can't I follow the law? Why do I keep going back to the drugs? Why do I keep going back to the drinking? Why do I keep going back to porn? Why do I keep going back to adultery? Why do I keep going back to stealing and lying and cheating? You know, like there are right. all these things. So um, you you have to be fully surrendered to God and fully surrendered to the Holy Spirit and His voice in, his li- in your life. Yes. And Like we said, like we keep saying, we're going to get to that in our next episode, talking about what it's like living in the spirit and um, living for the spirit and not for yourself. Yes. So I like that the Bible specifies that. Don't use your freedom to satisfy your sinful nature. Mm -hmm. Because Paul even writes... um, everything's permissible, but not everything's beneficial. You can do things, you can do whatever you want. You do have that freedom, but not everything is beneficial to you. And so you have to have an awareness of, okay, God has put these laws in place as guardrails to protect me, to help me, to keep me safe, to keep me on the right path. And I need to know what God thinks of the world and what God thinks of culture and what God thinks of the things we do so that I can live along those guidelines. Mm-hmm. I don't have to struggle through them because I have the Holy Spirit, but I do need to live among them. It you you can you have to have both. It's the law and grace and we like we said, we talked about that more with the episode with Ryan Powell. Right. Um and then it says use your freedom to serve one another in love, to serve one another in love. For the whole law can be summed up, love your neighbor as yourself. What do you think about that one?
1: I think that it's very easy to love myself <laughs> 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 and then not it's harder to love someone else like that, and it's probably just because our nature is you know just to go towards selfishness and mm-hmm. what I want versus someone else's needs even in you know your closest friendships it can it's still is easier to just like, oh no, I don't want to go do that or whatever mm-hmm. um. I think that's why, and so then I just have to remind myself that Jesus literally died for the entire world.
0: Yes, he did. Um, What I like about that verse, love your neighbor as yourself, is um, people constantly, of course, criticize Christians. It's not very loving of you. Like, we're only called to love. We're not called to judge. We're not called to, you know, um, we're not called to be god which we aren't we aren't called to be god however love has a clear definition Mm -hmm. um and we've said that before on this podcast you know love is patient love is kind it keeps no records of wrongs it you know it it always hopes it always keeps like it, it has a clear definition you can't just put any kind of definition you want on love your neighbor as yourself and just decide okay well me affirming your sin is love it's not no Um, so when it says love your neighbor as yourself, it's like, okay, I need to make sure that I'm being loving within those, within that definition of love, within that guideline of love. I can't just attach my own definition to it. I can't just assume what God would think is loving or put myself in that position. I have to go back to the Bible, see what it says about love, see how it defines love and act loving towards my neighbor in those guidelines. Right can't just have, you know, it can't just be willy-nilly where, you know, it's whatever you want it to be in that moment.
1: And it says brothers and sisters, and I interpret that, the Bible isn't saying it, but I interpret that as people who are like-minded in my community. So I'm going to love them a different way also Mm -hmm. because a non-believer, I can correct in a loving way, you know, within my community differently than I'm going to correct In a loving way to a non believer. Yeah. Because their mindset is different. Completely. So if I approach you, let's say, because you're my friend, we both love Jesus, and say, hey, Brianna, I'm seeing this in your life. Let's talk about it. Yes. Like, what's going on? Mm -hmm. You already have a foundation. The same foundation that I do, wanting righteousness, wanting to be Christ like. A non believer, if I go up to them, and let's say they're just doing whatever, they're identifying as whatever. When I say that to them, they're immediately on the defense. They're immediately like pointing fingers. Why are you judging me doing this?
0: And they can't hear. They can't even hear really the word because um, the Bible says that unless you have the Holy Spirit within your heart and within your life, you can't even hear the word of God properly or correctly. You don't even have the discernment to hear the Bible.
1: So that kind of conversation is more for me would have to be led by the Holy Spirit not that saying that I wouldn't ask for wisdom for a conversation with a mm-hmm. brother or sister. Yeah, but it's just easier because it's we're a different in relationship. Yeah. It's a different conversation right. for both. And I, you know, I, that doesn't mean you can't. You should not speak to that person or whatever, um, because you should.
0: Yes, you should constantly be speaking truth. We yes. should constantly be speaking truth and grace um, with both Christians and non-Christians. And I like that. Um, even the Bible kind of making a difference between circumcised and uncircumcised. Like, Mm -hmm. um, You can even substitute that to say, okay, even believers and unbelievers, Like, it really doesn't matter. We're all saved by the grace of God and we're all saved by Jesus Christ's um, sacrifice on the cross. However, the Bible is specific with how we're supposed to approach Christians versus non-Christians. And one day we'll get to that and Mm -hmm. dig that out a little deeper.
1: But I do like how it ends with but if you are always biting and devouring one another, watch out. Beware of destroying one another.
0: And I think Paul is also talking about the church. Yes. Like we're not supposed to constantly be in conflict with people. Right. We're not supposed to constantly be in struggle with people. Right. We are not supposed to be talking over these petty laws that God never even said in the Bible all the time. And debating one another and trying to fight and figure things out. And there's a lot of things that get caught up in legalism yes. that aren't quite as important or quite as, you know, like some of these are just petty convictions right. and it's not to say that some of them are not worthwhile or some of them aren't based in scripture, right. but they're not laws. Yes. They're not things that Jesus or God required of us or said to do. And so um I, I know I'm playing a little fill in the blank here, but you know, fill in the blank right. Um you, you have to have the discernment for, okay, is this actually a law? Is this actually scripture or is this just legalism within the church right. that's causing all these, you know, problems, strife, all that stuff?
1: That's why I love my husband because he's always like, if it doesn't affect salvation, if it's not a salvation issue, he's like, I ain't gonna get upset about it. Right. I'm not gonna get involved with it. He's like, but well, as soon as something affects someone's salvation, that's when I step in, and that's when he'll speak up. Because, yeah. like you're saying, everything else is kind of just we get we can because life is so. Life. Yeah. We can easily get caught up you know, the Bible said from the very beginning. We can easily get caught up in the legalism. Yeah, and, and become laws. slaves to yes. the law. Yeah. And we're we're meant to be slaves to Christ, yes, which is the gospel, mm-hmm. which is salvation. Mm-hmm. And so this is just a really cool passage to me. So good. Good reminder and good good stuff.
0: Yes, good little teaching. But alrighty. That was all we had for you guys today. We hope you enjoyed it. We hope that you guys got something out of that. Um, Let's close in prayer, and we'll go ahead and see you guys next week. Father God, thank you for your word. Thank you for your clear, precise word. We love you, Lord. We pray that everyone listening has a blessed week and that we will not be slaves to the law, but instead lean fully onto your grace and your spirit to live this life that you've called us to live and to run the race you've called us to run. I pray over everyone listening. I pray that they just are blessed with good weeks and that they will just continue to read their Bible every single day. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. And we'll see
1: you guys next week.